In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. The last time we studied together, I told you that there were a couple of miracles in Matthew chapter 9 that are recorded by Matthew alone. We looked at one of them, and that was our Lord Jesus healing two blind men. Right on the heels of that, the Bible says in verse number 32 of Matthew 9, As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. A dumb here means he couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. I find this a fascinating contrast because in the previous verse, you have these two blind men. Remember Jesus opened their eyes? What was the first thing they did? They opened their mouth and told everybody they saw, everybody they could, who Jesus was and what Jesus had done for them. And then immediately we get this picture of a man who's possessed with the devil and he cannot even open his mouth. He cannot speak. He cannot articulate words. Do you see again the contrast here between our Lord's liberating work and the freedom that he brings, the opening work of Christ, and the way the the devil shuts a man up, closes in on him, makes it so he has nothing to say or no ability to articulate. I'm not saying that every person that can't speak, it's because of the devil. There are serious physical situations that people have, but in this case, this man's physical problem was rooted in a spiritual problem. His problem was not with his tongue. His problem was with the devil. He was possessed with a devil. In verse 33, so simple, says, And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. That's powerful, isn't it? Doesn't even tell us how Jesus did it. He just did it. And the moment the devil was cast out, this man could speak. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Let's look at the main characters in this brief little story. It's it's so short, so succinct, and yet so packed with truth. First of all, you've got the man, the individual in great need. And of course, we've identified already his greatest need was not physical. His greatest need was spiritual. Isn't that everybody's greatest need? It's spiritual. It's a spiritual need. Don't miss the opening phrase. The Bible says they brought to him a dumb man. Somebody brought this man to Jesus. Now, I tell you, there's a world of people who are under Satan's power. They belong to his kingdom. Sin has shut them up and closed them in. They are desperate. And do you know what they need? They need someone to bring them to Jesus. Who are you seeking to bring to Jesus right now? You think they're too hard a case? Too difficult for the Lord? Oh, no, my friend. Christ is enough. He's more than enough. Just get them to Jesus. And so you've got this man that the moment he comes to Christ, Christ makes the difference and Christ changes everything. Then, not only do you have the man, uh, you have two groups of people in the crowd. First, you have the multitudes that believe and worship. 
What did they say in verse 33? It was never so seen in Israel. Let me put it in the vernacular of our day. We've never seen anything like this before. I mean, nobody's ever done this before. By the way, no one ever can do what Jesus Christ alone can do. But then on the reverse of that, the flip side of this coin, not only do you have the multitudes marveling, but yes, you've got the Pharisees criticizing. They said, he casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. Now, first of all, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, Jesus called out their, their illogical reasoning in another portion of Scripture concerning this. Uh, why would the devil cast out the devil? Uh, their real problem was they did not want to acknowledge who he was. Isn't it interesting that in the same meeting, with the same miracle, hearing the same message, you always have two responses. Some believe and others reject. My friend, every person in the world will do one of two things. They're either going to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, or they're going to reject Christ and be lost. Every person listening to me right now belongs to one of two groups. You've either said, yes, Lord, I believe in you. I trust you. I'm depending on you alone. Or you're finding some excuse and some reason to not do that. I wonder, which group do you belong to? And then, not only do you have the man, and then you have the multitude, but don't miss the Messiah. What does Jesus do? The Bible says in the very next verse, verse 35, he just keeps right on going through the cities and villages, teaching, preaching, healing every sickness, every disease among the people. I love this. Jesus just keeps on touching as many people as he possibly can. Isn't that what we all need to be doing right now? Just taking Christ to people, to as many people, to as many cities and villages as we can, teaching and preaching the gospel to as many people as possible. You see, the heart of Christ is always a heart for individuals, but it is also a heart for all people. Do you see how personal it is and yet how broad it is? This is our Christ. There's one more character I'd like to point out to you in the story because you have to see yourself in the Bible. You see, Scripture is not only a lens on God, it's also a mirror on us. So in this passage, we, we see the man, and we see the multitudes, and we see the Messiah, but I see me. Yes, I see me. As I have meditated on this particular miracle, I've had to ask myself the question, am I letting the Lord Jesus do all Jesus wants to do? You see, the parallel context to where we are in Matthew chapter number 9 is back in Mark chapter number 6 where the Bible says in Mark 6 and verse 5, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. This is the same time period. For all Christ could have done, he would have done much more. For every demon-possessed man he set free, for every blind man he healed, for every dead person he raised, there's no question in my mind there are many more he would have ministered to if only they'd believed on him, if only they'd been willing for him to do that. And so when I come to this passage and, and look at this story, yes, I marvel. I marvel at what Christ can do, but I'm taken by this. He marvels. What does he marvel at? He marvels at our unbelief. I wonder today when the Lord looks at us, what does he see? Now, we, we look at him and we see an all-sufficient Christ. He's more than enough. But when he looks at us, what does he see? Does he see people who are willing to let God work, who want to see what Christ can do, or does he see a bunch of people who unfortunately have limited him and made excuses and given reasons for why uh, things can't change and 
and this can't be done, and that person can't be saved, and that situation can't be rectified. You see, somebody has to believe that Christ is enough. I want to tell you, Jesus is passing through your city today. Jesus is passing through your village today. He's working. He's speaking. Do you see him? Do you hear him? And more importantly, would you be willing to believe him? I'd like to end today's study with a prayer. I'd like to challenge you to join me in this prayer. Don't listen to me pray. No, I'm going to lead. That presupposes others follow. Prayer is something we all can do. If you've never been saved, would you call on the Lord now and ask the Lord to forgive your sin and come live in your life? Would you trust him? And if you're a believer, would you confess today again afresh and new to Christ that you believe he's enough and that you're trusting him at this moment? Our Lord Jesus, we do love you. And we thank you for your patience with us and your mercy to us. And your power over all, we confess today that we believe Christ is enough. We don't want to miss what you have for us. We don't want you to have to pass on to other people in other places. Do thy work among us today. We believe that Christ is enough. In Jesus' name, amen. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.